Concerning the rule that on the Shabbos before Purim, you're supposed to read the section in the Torah about the destruction of the Malik, the section called Remember, the section called Zohar. The Mogan Avram and Shulchan Aruch asked the following question. Amen. There are many mitzvahs you're supposed to remember. And actually, um, I don't know if you guys know this, but you're supposed to remember them during the blessings of Shema and the Shema itself. There's, there's six things you're supposed to remember while you are saying the blessings before Shema and in Shema itself. And there's a, there's a certain spots in the davening. The Nusadurim, they put these notes uh, when you're supposed to do it. Uh, but the, the things you're supposed to remember are Ma'an Maisa Molik, Maisa Miriam, Shavas Maisa Egel. Supposed to remember the giving of the Torah, what Amalek did, the story of Miriam, how she spoke about Moshe Rabbeinu and Moshnahara, the mitzvah of Shabbos, and the story of the golden calf. So this is not the Also, supposed to remember them after Davening as well. How come we were told to read a separate portion of the Torah only for Amalek? There's actually th- six things. How come that, I don't know why these are translations of the Sikha. There's no one more. Other words, it's the same. Um, but um, I don't know why it doesn't mention that in this um, list. Okay. Anyways, who Meshiv? So the Mogan Avram answers, well, the truth is, we have a whole holiday from Antera. Buad in Shabbos, so too every Shabbos we celebrate. There's no special occasion where we're supposed to read about the story of the golden calf and the story of Miriam, because those are negative things. Therefore, there is no separate holiday, for no separate reading for them. That's the Mogan Avram answers. Miriam has to do the entire uh, purification process after, or just because it disappeared on her arm, it was good and it was a miracle in and of itself, or she had to do a ritual and shave and sprinkle. That's a very good question. I, I've never um, heard that she had to do anything special. So <coughs> I, I don't know that she did. Uh, however, <coughs> this answer is not satisfactory because I, I would guess, just like a measure of it himself, I don't find he had to do it. Yeah. So. The Kuvius was before that was instituted, before that mitzvah was given. Um, this answer, the Magen Avram, it doesn't really satisfy us. So Magen Avram is answering, yeah, there is a special mitzvah, special day to read um, the story of Amalek, and a special day to read the, what happened on, on Hashem giving us the Torah, and Shabbos also is special, every Shabbos is special, but we don't want to have a special day to talk about the golden calf or the story of Miriam, that's just... A disgrace to Jewish people. Golden calf day. Wouldn't it be something that's, that that presents us in a positive light? That's what the Magnavra answers. But the Rebbe is not satisfied with this answer. Why? If you want to talk about a Malik, we have already a day that's dedicated to a Malik, Purim. Purim is a day which is connected to remembering the string of Amalek. And we also read on Purim the section about the war with Amalek, Vayavi Amalek. So if you want, we have that already. 
The Gemara says that the reason why we read the Megillah after Parsha Zachar is because you first have to remember Amalek before you actually destroy Amalek. So the day of Purim, the reading of the Torah on Purim is about the destruction of Amalek itself versus the reading of this Torah portion on Shabbos before Purim, that's the remembrance of Amalek. That's how the Gemara classifies it. So, why is there a need to have a special Torah reading just to remember Amalek to the extent that this Shabbos is called the Shabbos of Pasha Zacha? From this understood, we have to say that the rule about remembering Amalek wasn't established this Shabbos because there is no other time we mention Amalek because we do have other times. Rather, there's something that's unique about the mitzvah of remembering what Amalek did that is different than all the other things we have to remember. So yes, there are six things we have to remember and uh, Amalek is one of them, but there's something unique about this commandment and that is why it requires a whole Shabbos reading dedicated to it. We understand what is unique about remembering Amalek in comparison to the other things. That because of this, there is a separate date for this remembrance and with a separate Torah reading, unlike um, the uh, other uh, things we have to remember, where there is no separate Torah reading. It would seem that the opposite would make sense. The other remembrances are discussing very penetrating um, themes in Yiddishkeit that affect a Jew's life at all times and places. For example, Mayan Har Sinai, the story about the giving of the Torah. That's the foundation of all of Yiddishkeit. That would seem to have a, a separate, um, that certainly would earn a separate Shabbos should be dedicated to that. Shabbos is also a very general mitzvah, which doesn't only influence Shabbos. Shabbos is about our faith in Hashem and creating the world. So it doesn't only affect Shabbos, it affects the days of the week as well. On the other hand, similar way, the sin of the golden calf, uh, the story of of how the Jewish people went against what they heard at Mount Sinai, reminds a Jew to stay away from bad things in order that he shouldn't come to, as God says in the Torah, uh, I only knew you from all nations of the world, and therefore I will remember their sins. So a Jew learning the story of the golden calf with you know thinking about it would say, you know, I better I better be careful. I don't want to go against Hashem. It wouldn't just make him be careful not, not to do bad things, it also inspire him to do what Hashem wants him to do, and realizing the consequences, it says about the golden calf that every time any calamity that happens to Jewish people, the Gemara says it has something in it from as a retribution for the sin of the golden calf. There's something there that, that's not just the sin itself, there's something in there also from the golden calf. So, so really, 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 uh, 
reading of the golden calf would certainly be something that is that it's a general, all-encompassing message of Yiddishkeit, and therefore the argument should be made that this is something that really is something that that that, that should be done. I feel my Miriam, even the story of Miriam, which is seemingly just a, a one specific detail about her saying Lashon Hara and what happened to her, which does not have an impact on all the Jewish people for all generations. I knew Zev was going to ask, well, they had to wait for her for a week, yes. But for all generations. However, this teaches us all the Jewish people how careful they have to be to not say Lashon Hara, which is one of the most severe sins. The Gemara says this sin is corresponds to its equal to as equal weight, negative weight, as the sins of idolatry, adultery, and murder all to put together. So that's certainly a, a, a big one, and you want to mention it. You want to, it's something that actually uh, that was mentioned here. Oh yeah, that was mentioned. In addition to it being a big one, it's a very weighty sin. The Gemara, it's also a sin that it says it's very difficult to completely um, be careful about. So, I don't, know if, I don't know if the story is true, but the message is certainly true. The story is that this, this man wrote a book about Lashon Hara, and he wanted an approbation, he wanted an haskama, Rashab. So the man presents the book to Reb Rashab. He's, he's coming from this great Torah giant with his book about Lashon Hara. And the Rebbe Rashab, in general, the older Rebbeim, would not usually give approbations to any books. But in addition, the Rebbe Rashab said, this book doesn't really give the message of Lashon Hara properly because it's missing an important part of Lashon Hara. Which part? Sure, you can do with your hands and your eyes. This guy, you know, like... So, so uh, the messenger of this Torah giant comes back to the Torah giant and he asks him, no, did the Rebbe Rashab give me an approbation? He said, no. He says, <laughs> this guy. So, uh, so it's very hard to be careful Lashon Hara. Mm-hmm. Whether the story is true or not true, true or not true, the message is certainly true. It's, it's it's really something that comes up every all the time. The Gemara says there is no person who is safe who is safe from this the sin every single day. Isn't it? We have free choice. No. So, no. It's in our it's in our realm to decide how we. Talk. Talk. And do our physical manner. But the real question I have is did Hashem create in the world stupid people on purpose to make it more challenging? Like, is there, did a guy come into the world to be a shmendrick? And his whole purpose, he, he's not a sinner, he, he just sees a shmendrick. And it's only because Paul Mordecai is going to interact with him and have to elevate his attention. Is that, is that like a real scenario? There's a lot of them, there's a lot of these people. It just, like, why would you say that, or why would you do that, or why are you not aware that you're doing that? I hear you, I hear you. Um, just, just not, not, not to be tongue in but someone's going to be listening to this podcast today, and they're going to be saying, who is that weirdo who is messing up the class and talking about all the yeah. weirdos? Yeah, Uma says, Excuse my son, 
other people listen to it. Okay, so um, uh, on the other hand, remembering Amalek is a specific mitzvah, which does not have any general message for every Jew. And that, so, so it, it would seem that this would, would not uh, pass the, um, the, uh, the, the, the specific... It wouldn't pass the bar of things that we have to say, make a separate Torah reading for everyone to know about. This is a message for every Jew. Lashon Hara, okay. Man Teira, okay. Shabbos, okay. Those are all things that we would expect there to be a separate Torah reading just for those things. And there isn't. And only Amalek, which is which is uh, seemingly doesn't have a, a, a general message for all the Jewish people for all the time. So uh, it's not, the, the, actually the Sefer HaChinuch says, remembering the story of Amalek is not a fundamental thing in Yiddishkeit, like remembering leaving Egypt. That's what, it's not. Not just, he doesn't say that it is, he says it's specifically it's not. Um, the, in the Sefer Haredim, Sefer Haredim writes that the remembering Amalek, its purposes. is, uh, in order to inspire the Jewish people to study Torah, because it says that they left to feed them, and then Amalek attacked them. So its purpose is to remind us if we don't learn Torah, then Amalek attacks us. That's what the Sefer Chaim says, but that still doesn't satisfy us because um, we um, we find in other places in the Torah that when the Jewish people were lacking in Torah, that there were the various calamities happened, like the story of the, of the golden calf, etc. So why? Is there a specific need for remembering of Amalek different than all other things in the Torah? Let's go to his base, and the question gets bigger. The question is even greater. The goal of remembering Amalek is to destroy Amalek. That's what I mentioned before I go on. Someone once called my grandfather, all of a sudden, we asked him, would you like to participate and sign this uh, declaration? To have an hour of no lashon hara, an hour they had this campaign. One hour of no lashon hara. So my Isaiah said, um, "How about I have a better idea? How about if an hour you focus on saying something nice about, about people? Why negative? Bring 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 positive in. That, that automatically. Or by saying no lashon hara this hour, that automatically says every other hour is okay. You know. Maybe so you could say you could argue that, but his argument was that on the contrary, folk, try 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 to shift the focus. Try to. Try to say something nice about someone. Try to try to use your your power of tongue to 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 uh, to get to give something good to someone instead of hurting someone. Okay, the whole purpose of remembering Amalek is to destroy Amalek. As it says in the Torah, remember Amalek when Hashem will defeat all your enemies. You should destroy the remembrance of Amalek. Good morning. As Ramam says, see von on page two thirteen, Amalek Lishnah The Ramam says we have to remember Amalek at all times and to hate Amalek in order that we should be inspired to want to fight with him. That's what, in order to wage, wage a war with him. That's the goal. Remember Amalek in order to inspire us to uh, want to wage a war. And that's why actually why women are um, not obligated, according to some opinions, to remember Amalek, the Shabbos. Why? Because the customs that women come to the terror anyways, even though those don't usually come. But the, um, the reason for remembering Amalek um, is in order to inspire. The, the battle with Amalek 
and since women aren't obligated to battle with Amalek, therefore they're also not obligated to remember Amalek. That's what the um, uh, Rambam says. Have Rahmanas. I am so sorry for each member of Hope that everything works out. You just you just like you, you wish you wish that someone could break through. Everyone has the potential to be like just a little bit more aware. It's like I got a little bit feisty with the guy sitting next to me in the seven seventy where it's like I'm just not used to the whole seven seventy, like everyone piled on top of each other situation. It's like I got my fill in there, and he's like, the next thing, he's like, the fill is slowly making his way to the next table because <laughs> the guy wants room. I'm like, could you please like stop doing that? Why are you moving my fill? He's like, oh, who should I leave it to you? <laughs> like, like you're holding on a level where like this is what's important to you, and you're making a thing out of it. I wish you well that it uh, that it doesn't in the future. Like, yeah. I'm like refusing to you that you actually think that it doesn't. I mean, what Rabbi Levin would be like, oh, a- anyone seen my tefillin now? Anyone? <laughs> <laughs> Different levels. How about the guy <laughs> comes down 70 and he says, could you please um, uh, watch my tefillin? And then he's like, actually, no, I, I know what to do. Uh, but but he, had, he had Alzheimer's, so he wanted to make sure that he remembered the guy who he asked to watch his film. He said, what's your name? He said, my Shlevin. He says, okay. You're gonna watch that film, right? Right. And I ask you where it's filming. Yeah. So he comes out. Of, then he changed his mind. And he put them somewhere else. He said, I, I actually know what to do. But then he forgot where he put them. So he comes out. He starts going up and down something. My Shlevin. Anyways, one of the guy yesterday told me who had a, who had a, 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 a um, okay. It's not really relevant. This person had an episode. And he was in, in downtown climbing through parking lots and uh, construction sites wearing tefillin until he, and climbing over fences wearing tefillin. He had some kind of, uh, you know, uh, episode and uh, he was arrested. And uh, some people have a Some people have um, uh, not necessarily manic episodes, but they have, uh, yeah, they have challenges. Rachmanis. You would say, oh, like, walk it off. Like, you'll, you'll, you know, you go to the doctor and you, you get some medicine because you got you Or if you have an injury, you got a sports rehabilitation. They have to first realize that Yeah, but someone's got to tell them. Someone who, like, like no one can break through these people. Oh, look, I got I, I, I sent you the, um, the link. Oh, oh, okay. The, 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 um, the and, and people can Right, so you should work on that. Let's go, let's go, let's go. I know. We all know who we're talking about. These folks are just driving up there. I'm a key, which is going to say no. Since in our time, we cannot properly fulfill the mitzvah of destroying Amalek, we can't go and kill anybody and say, oh, this guy's from Amalek. You can't do that. 
Ki Aleph, number one, Number one, the mitzvah of destroying Amalek is only when the Jewish people are all present on Israeli soil, in, in Israel. Number two, they're very defeated. All the nations around them, they're living in tranquility. And further, even if we would have those conditions, we're living in Israel in tranquility, we defeat all the nations around us. It's still not possible to admit to the string Amalek. Why? Achsanchev came around and he um, confused the whole world. And he, when he became a king, he wanted to make sure that... Sacher was a ruler of the entire world. As the Gemara says, that there were ten people. Uh, well, two of them are Hashem, not exactly people, but there are ten rulers of the entire world. Um, it says that Hashem was the ruler of the world before creation, and then the Mashiach will come, we'll see Hashem as the ruler of the world. But it also mentioned that Sancher was the ruler, ruler of the world, and Sancher was afraid of people rebelling against him. So therefore what he did was, he caused every nation to leave their homeland and move somewhere else, just in order to uh, weaken every nation, so that, that way they would um, uh, not rebel against him. And uh, so because Sancherev did that, we cannot assume about any individual that they are from Amalek, because the Amalek doesn't have a homeland, the Amalek is in this specific location, and even in that specific location, that's, that's not other people. And any individual person that comes from, that, uh, that we look at individually, we could assume they come from the majority of the world. The majority of the world is not Amalek. So therefore, even after we have destroyed all nations around Israel, it would seem that we wouldn't be able to destroy Amalek. So therefore it would seem that remembering Amalek in our time is not connected to action. So despite the fact there's nothing we could do about this, we still have to have a separate Shabbos to remember Amalek. Why? So all the other things basically we said are very, very um, impactful. And we should have a separate Shabbos to remember those things. Shabbos, Matan Egel, Lashon Hara, all big things. And yet, remembering Amalek, which doesn't have any practical implication whatsoever in our time, yet that's the Shabbos, there is a Shabbos dedicated just to Amalek. What does that mean? To understand this, we have to first explain something else about the whole mitzvah of remembering Amalek. Aleph. Since the whole purpose of remembering Amalek is to destroy Amalek, how come there's an obligation to remember Amalek when you can't do it? If the whole purpose of remembering Amalek is to do it, when you can't do it, why should you remember it? And it's, you may want to say that after Mashiach comes, we will be able to do it somehow, so therefore we want to remember Amalek now so that we'll remember when Mashiach will come. It's a difficult thing to say. It's difficult to say that that's the whole purpose of it. Just for later on, in order we should be ready. There are, by the way, some things we do every day for that purpose, by the way. For example, I'm, I don't know if you guys are familiar with this, but it's incredible. Do you know why when there's a mitzvah to wash your hands before bread? So you don't get the What? What? Oh. Uh, the reason to wash your hands before bread is in order so Mashiach will come, the Kayanim will be ready to wash their hands before eating Truma. It's just for Mashiach, just for the Kainim, just for Truma, and therefore everybody should do it. It's all about Mashiach. So there are things we do to prepare for Mashiach, but this does not seem to be 
something that we need to have, a special mitzvah every single day of exile to remember a mulk, so we should be ready to do that when Mashiach will come. <coughs> there are many mitzvahs to Mashiach will come. Why is there a special uh, mitzvah to remember a mulk now when we can't do it? Bez. Question number two. How come there is a need for a special commandment to remember a Malik period? Why isn't it enough to just tell us to destroy the seed of a Malik? Why does there have to be a separate mitzvah to remember what a Malik did to you? How come the Ram, what the Ramam says is necessary? The Ramam says the purpose of remembering a Malik is to inspire that hatred and to remember that what a Malik did to you. What would happen if that wasn't there? Would we really forget? When the Jews came to Israel, they were not allowed to let anyone live from the nations that were there. Say, remember those Canaanites, remember those Priziites. Doesn't say, you know, you have to remember the, what the Prizis are doing and the Yavusis and the Chitim and the Amerim. Why should you remember that? Because when you go to Israel, you have to remember to wipe them out. Yes, the Torah says to wipe them out, but the Torah does not say to remember what they did. So, how come only by a Malik is there this mitzvah to remember what a Malik did to you? There are other people, the Torah says, to wipe them out, and yet the Torah doesn't say to remember. So how come only in regards to this, uh, this nation, does the Torah tell us to remember From all this we could see that although the goal, I sent down your WhatsApp, although the goal of remembering a Amalek is to destroy a Amalek, yet there is a there is meaning and there is purpose in remembering Amalek itself. It's, it's not just a means to an end. It is a means to an end too, but there is intrinsic meaning in remembering Amalek. It's not only remember Amalek so that you should destroy Amalek. There's something intrinsically valuable about remembering Amalek. That's why the Rambam and other codifiers of Jewish law, when they're, when they're counting all the numbers of the 630 mitzvahs, they count remembering Amalek and destroying Amalek as two separate mitzvahs. There are two different mitzvahs which have two different messages. For example, for example, one thing that, that there's different qualifications, there's different specifications of each of these mitzvahs. The mitzvah to destroy a mulk is a mitzvah that's placed upon who? Upon the community. And according to some opinions, it's only a mitzvah which is upon the king. There are other conditions. It's only when after Jewish people have entered Israel, etc. On the other hand, the mitzvah of remembering Amalek is a mitzvah which is on an individual, it's a mitzvah which is all the time, every place, every time, and there's something which is accomplished just by remembering Amalek itself, um, and there's something that has a, a very, um, there's something that about this mitzvah, about, about remembering Amalek, which has a very penetrating, all-encompassing message, more than the other things that we're commanded to remember every day, as we shall see later on, and that's why the, this only has this, only this specific item are we commanded to make a separate Torah portion to remember a moment. And we shall see what that is, Mr. Shem, tomorrow. Kazaka Baruch.